The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geek, Skeezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about all the crazy shift going on in the world of HR, recruitment, and business. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, and I'm joined again by my co-host, Keith Compagna. So, happy first birthday, everyone, to the Geek, Skeezers, and Googleization Nation. Uh, And welcome back to all the listeners. We're excited to have our dedicated audience back for another episode and welcome any new listeners that are tuning in. We are celebrating our first show of our second season with the new grand opening thing, which you heard. We got a new sponsor, Zor.ai. Uh, we'll be talking about them in a few minutes too. And the launch of Googleization Nation. To get access to tips, exclusive articles, interviews, discounts to courses, just sign up. It's free. You can go to successperformancesolutions.com or geekskeezersgoogleization.com and just click on the Join Googleization Nation button. Uh, a lot more coming on that too, but we wanted to get it started to coordinate with our uh, second season here. And to add to all our festivities, Keith is live on site today at the HR Technology Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm very jealous. Hopefully what he's learning in Vegas won't, won't stay in Vegas and he's gonna share it with us. So what is happening in the city that never sleeps, Keith? I tell you what, it's it's crazy. HR Tech, somebody threw a 10,000 uh, attendee number at me. I didn't realize HR Tech was this big. Um, there's a whole lot of, uh, I would say there's a, the, the, everything we talk about and we've talked about this last year is here in some way, shape, or form. A lot of the, uh, at least a few of the guests that we've had in the past, they're here as keynote speakers. Um, and it's really that, that combination of what I'm calling artificial and emotional intelligence. You know, what's, what's really going to happen with HR? And I get a better sense that HR tech is bringing the progressive thinkers, the, the, the HR people that are trying to move forward. And, and a, lot, a lot more action, a lot more energy is here because people are trying to figure out how to get things back. Uh, I haven't had much chance or much time yet to talk to the people that are going in and out of the sessions that'll be uh, later on today but i could tell you there's a whole lot of whole lot of interesting vendors and uh, a, a real good uh, learning environment here a lot of yeah I, I, i'm jealous i i, I wish I, w- I wish i was there um it's just it just lands on some times that just don't work out so it's it's uh, pretty amazing uh you know i i guess as you were talking i guess the, the concern is and i've heard this pop up in a couple different conversations i think we talked about this uh with ben eubanks and a couple other people that um you know in one sense uh you've got everybody that's you know, 10,000 people that are at a, out at HR technology. Um, you know, you have the uh, group that I, you know, when I was out at Sherm Talent last spring, um, you know, the people very progressive, open-minded, looking for new ways of doing things. And then there's the rest of the people, <laughs> you know, 
I mean, yeah. it, it, it's just there's yeah. a lot going on. So it seems that there's, you know, when we, we, we talk in generalizations and stereotypes of how bad things are, there's a group that is advancing pretty quickly, understands what the scope is, and then there's a whole other group. And unfortunately, um, I, I don't have any statistics, but I suspect it's the larger um, population of, uh, of HR and recruitment that are and companies that are, are just struggling, that they're sort of stuck yeah. in the status quo. They don't understand the pace at which things are changing. Um, and, and that's, that, you know, that's disconcerting at, at best. And, and I, I agree with you. I'm going with the 80-20 rule here and saying that the progressive group are the 20 percenters that are, are literally making a difference. And the, the conversation I had last night with uh, some of the awesome HR tech people that are here on the vendor side, Ira, is that you look at the way that when you use technology the right way, you do accelerate your growth as compared to the traditional manual uh, methodologies. So if you're not at least keeping pace with the pace of technology, it's not it's no longer linear disadvantage. It's becoming uh, exponential in its its damage. Uh, and and the opportunity cost right now could be could be critical. I'm not trying to make it seem like I, I, I could see how the the future of every business is going to be, but I got to believe that if you don't get on top of turning HR away from the administration and into the employee engagement, however you define employee engagement, I think that you're going to find yourself without the right employees and it's not going to be easy to recover with the way that the talent marketplace is and, and you know, in the economy, it's going to play a role sooner or later. And I think you got to get on it sooner than later. And, and I know uh, we're trying to get Matt Charney uh, from Allegis on the call today. I know he's out there and he was called into a meeting. So uh, he, hopefully he's going to be able to join us during the show and can't wait to get his perspective on that because, uh, you know, certainly working with Allegis and, um, you know, as editor of Recruiting Daily, uh, you know, he, I, I actually wrote about him sort of being like the wizard behind the curtain <laughs> because he, uh, he he seems to have his uh, ear to the ground and uh, is pretty connected with a lot of people so often. So try to get his perspective on that. Uh, it's also interesting that we talked, you know, you just mentioned about candidate experience. Uh, I don't know if you saw my post this morning, and I, I followed or even heard of Brian Solace. Um, I, I've been following Brian for a number of years. He wrote a book a few years ago about the digital experience, and uh, and it had to do with more customer experience, not specifically to HR, uh, although you and I then Hopefully, a lot of people on, that are listening to us recognize that it's one and the same, that the candidates and employees are employees as well. They're just internal employee, uh, customers, uh, not necessarily external. Um, but he, he released an article today, and he talked about we shouldn't be talking about the candidate experience. We should be talking about the candidate's experience. So it's candidate apostrophe yes that they it, right it, right it's it's but it, it's so profound I mean it's subtle but it is yeah. absolutely the way it is that you know that companies still look at the candidate experience well everything employee engagement um, branding they look at everything inside out it's like how can we get our message out to them how can we make it. Uh, the process easy for us. How can we capture this data sure. that helps us? And it's the opposite. 
it, it's it's really it, it's an outside in. We, we need to understand behavior, and I and that's and tying all this in. That's really what technology can do. It, and you know, my the topic which I never thought would take off, and I thought it was sort of a a boring to- topic, which is keeping the human, you know, keeping the H and HR, keeping the human in HR. You know, yeah. it's all of a sudden become this really popular topic for me. I'm doing a webinar yeah. in two weeks. Um, you know, so anybody who's on LinkedIn can catch that or or connect with me. I'll give you the the link. Uh, it's sponsored by uh, Mabu Media and Execu uh, Team uh, Staffing. Uh, so we're doing that, but I just did it for Bright Talk, uh, did it for uh, Sherm National, uh, getting, you know, had yeah. a lot of feedback, a lot of interest. And the misconception is, is technology is dehumanizing HR when, in fact, it's only because technology was misused. And now we have an opportunity to kind of step back and re- really use, utilize, we have to utilize technology to automate what can be automated so that we have more time to be human with more humans, to be to personalize things. And that's exactly where my life work integration message falls in line because you know you you will almost alluded to it uh, a little bit ago where you said, you know, companies need to start truly thinking of the candidates experience and the employee experience with empathy. And and you know, the way I see the landscape, Ira you know, you look at how people are, what's the, the single greatest common denominator of every employee in every industry is that they're experiencing some level of stress. And if you truly want to have your workforce, you know, it, grow in their capacity and their productivity, and we know statistically there's room for improvement everywhere, it has to come from uh, again, inherently inside the organization. You know, one of the I've kind of put together during my my life work integration pieces, the health of any organization is inherently equal to the health of the organisms inside of it. And if you look at the way that you need to, businesses all across the board have to really consider everyone's life if they want to consider their own success, because it's just the time has come for change and HR is trying to figure out how to get ahead of it. And, you know, we've been talking about it this whole year, and it's been amazing to have so many different people come in with their different perspectives, and they're all speaking about the same thing. You got to use technology, you got to use it the right way, and you got to hurry up because your people matter, and those who figure out how to do it all, they're going to be the ones that get the best people. Well, and, and this will fit a in well. Of, this will fit in really well with what you're, you know, certainly with uh, life work integration um, and what we're talking about. But I, I just saw this st- statistic this morning, and I put it up on LinkedIn as a post. I don't know if it'll generate any conversation, but there's there's 135 million people under the age of 65 that have pre-existing conditions, uh, sure. and. So and that you know that doesn't include the twenty percent of the population that's over sixty five that obviously have a lot of uh, I don't know if they're pre existing conditions but aging conditions and 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 but from an insurance perspective that's where it falls that that's amazing yep. statistics because that's literally half the population um, and my focus on on that was just talking about where do we go with insurance and healthcare and everything but from from the life work integration and from the stress aspect 
is that I, I believe this is the correct statistic. Um, you may know better than me that 50% of all our illnesses are stress related. Because, yes. and more, may, and, maybe more than that, maybe more. It might be, it might be. That's a number that just stuck in my head, but it could be. So, you know, yeah. the, the fact is, is that, you know, yes, technology stresses us out, but I think part of that, which I mentioned earlier, huh. is because we misuse it and we get it, you know, and, and we don't always use it for productivity. Sometimes, you know, there's obviously things like social media and, you know, it's convenience and email are distracting, um, but that's not the technology's fault. That's our fault of how we used it. So if we can teach people, yep. if you can teach people, because, you know, you, you're the one, you know, uh, you know, that's that's your purpose. That's your mission. If you can help companies and individuals kind of learn to leverage technology, then, you know, it, it could yes, hopefully indeed. reduce the stress and, uh, you know, create a um, I, I know it's not the correct word, but, the, the you know, more balance you know, uh, be able to show more empathy because you're not stuck behind a screen, but you're able to actually use what you learned on the screen to uh, have a better relationship with other people. Yes, absolutely. And, it, you know, it's it's really about managing your relationship with stress, which is just like managing your relationship with technology, right? You have to become the whole life work integration process really includes speaks to the idea of becoming more self-aware about how it is you're doing a lot of things that you might not be aware that you're doing and and you know certainly we know based off of a whole lot of statistics and a whole lot of data that the technologies and the way that we're using phones you know we are a cyborg society right now and uh we have to fight the habits that come with all of those brain chemicals getting released when we have that instant gratification when we hear that ding or we get that like uh, there's a true true habit uh, habits need to be changed and, and it's an easy enough process you know uh, it's just one of those things where nobody's been talking about it and now I get the opportunity to do that but going back to something you mentioned about the the workforce stress statistic like something that uh, came up maybe right after I had done the Sherm event in Greater Valley Forge is how you, know, you look at Generation Z, they grew up through their school programs with some sort of stress program, managing their stress, the idea of psychological uh, availability towards students the, in, in high schools due to all the crazy things going on in their world. You know, they, then they go through college and college has all of those support systems and then they get into the real world and their employers might not offer them anything. It seems like there's an opportunity there for organizations to really take and keep and again, demonstrate empathy towards the, the new employees that they have because they're used to having some sort of support system. And I think that there's a, a real challenge. If you don't offer that, you might risk losing those new hires. You know, there, there's so many things we talked about through the course of the year. And in, in the last couple of weeks, you know, we had um, Pandit Das on, um, or, you know, our former monk, you know, talking about mindfulness. And then we had John Dame talking about, uh, you know, the evolution of leadership. Um, and, and, you know, we had Kerry Goyette a few weeks ago talking about emotional intelligence. Um, over the weekend, I think it was over the weekend, things just tend to blend in these days. 
there was a video from one of my favorite people, uh, Gert Leonhard, uh, you know, technology versus humanity. He certainly was the guy that got me on this whole kick of, you know, how can we keep the human in, in HR? Uh, and, you know, I know I gave you the book and, and uh, you know, and, and I know you enjoyed it. Um, but he released there was a new keynote that he did. And he did it with Brad Templeton, who's from Singularity University and a number of other uh, organizations. And every time we talk with, whether it was with John, Dame, uh, whether it was Carrie, whether it was Pandit, um, whoever we seem to talk to, you know, talk, we, we end up talking somehow about skills that people need. And universally, the skill that people need is um, they, well, they, they need the components of it, but they need to improve their emotional intelligence. And the emotional intelligence is clearly what everybody's defining as the differentiator between humans and machines. That's good. That's going to be what differentiates us. And to go back to your point about empathy, you know, the four, the, the components of social, of, of emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence itself is not a skill. It's just a measure. Like IQ is not a skill. It's a measure. But the components are one is self-awareness. How you know how um, how self-aware are you? The other is is you know how do you manage now that you know who you are and your your strengths and limitations? How do you manage that? Um, how do you, and then how do you get to recognize other people's strengths and limitations? And then how do you help? You know what's your capability of managing them? Um, the reality is, is that empathy is a huge piece because the the you know one of the the factors, one of the several factors that differentiates man from or humans, uh, in more general, from machines, is that empathy and compassion. Uh, it is complex problem solving skills, not necessarily from the ability to solve them, but the ability to add context to them. So. It's, you know, all this, everybody we're talking to, it seems like we're talking about different subjects, but it all sort of comes back to the same thing, is that we're trying to figure out how can we help people differentiate themselves from machines, uh, become more productive, grow, enjoy better lifestyles. Um, it, it's pretty amazing that it's, you know, it, I never expected this cluster of, of information would actually congeal and converge into something right. that's starting to make sense. Yeah, it's like it's integrating, right? It, yeah. It's it's this this wild reality that as we are developing as a base, let's just call it business world, uh, all of this data integration, it feels like now's the time where the human integration is going to get some sort of an upgrade, or you know, on a business level, it it's almost like it needs to happen. Because, you know, look at, uh, you know, soon to be uh, Geek Skeezers and Googleization guest Val Grubb, right, at Workforce 2030. She, she demonstrated or shared her stories about leading the younger generation teams and, and blending in how they have been raised versus the business experiences that they have coming into the business world. And, you know, the leadership component of organizations – Absolutely. You know, I get the sense that the very good businesses, the very good business leaders, they are putting the empathy and, and really putting the effort into understanding, I mean, doing the research and getting to have a good understanding about what individuals of all ages 
are experiencing and how they can help them improve upon those things like self-awareness and then creativity starts to increase collaboration starts to increase it's the kind of things interestingly enough that you see in the hr technology world starting to rise as well and that's that notion of having some sort of technology that integrates everybody's engagement so you've got really this form of this the sense of engagement but you can't have technology go too far ahead of the humans because then it's not sincere and people will wind up staying disconnected. However, if you can do both, you'll be in a phenomenal spot. Yeah. And that's sort of the danger that you see. I mean, I I think people showed up at at one, you know, I think last year it was when I did it the first, when I presented the first time, uh, keeping the human in HR, which was at uh, Lehigh Valley Sherm, which is coming up in a couple of weeks again. Uh, and then I, I did it again. Uh, you know, there was another event, and then I presented at uh, Sherm National. And I, and I think people came to that saying, oh, good, he's going to talk about what's bad about technology, why we shouldn't use it, you know, why we should slow down. And I'm, I'm not suggesting in any regard that we that one is we're even capable of stopping the um, the change uh, you know the accelerating change because of technology because there's too many there's too many benefits from it there's too many things uh, you know as much as that people hate technology it's what keeps us alive and it, it allows us to live longer and have uh, more quality lives and it allows us to be more productive uh, when people you leverage it correctly but again people just used it you know so incorrectly so uh, you, you know you're dead on I mean it, it's not a matter of of, of pushing back on technology. It's, um, there's a couple of people that have said it much better than me, but you know, some people talk about it's, we need to manage, we, we need to learn how to manage um, the advance of technology. And I'm not even sure we can manage the advance of it, but we certainly need to become aware of what it can do. And then always ask those questions. What are some of these unintended consequences that come from using the technology? And that's what we need to manage is what, you know, understand what the consequences are and then how to minimize those. Because, I, you know, if we don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. And uh, there's just no stopping this, uh, you know, I, I will not say it's an avalanche, but the upswing of, uh, of technology. I mean, the exponential, you know, ex- the expert, you started off this conversation perfectly. Uh, and you, you talked about how. You think this group is finally getting it that we're no longer living in a linear world, but an exponential world, and that's the biggest challenge. You know, it seems that that yeah. we, you and I, face. You know, when we're speaking with with clients or audiences, is getting them to understand because everybody's still in this linear world. That, uh, as I said during my presentation. You know, the fact is that the topic a couple of weeks ago was workforce 2030. The reality is 2030 will be here in 2025. 2050 right. will be here in 2030. But nobody's thinking right. that way. Everybody's thinking, oh, that's right. 10 years out. And that's a long way out. How can anybody predict that far? Well, we can't exactly predict. All we know it's going to be whatever you think is going to happen in 2030 is probably going to happen in half that time. And whatever is going to happen in 2050 is probably going to happen by 2030. Um, and it's, you know, it doesn't mean that that's going to affect everyone, that we're going to have flying cars. You know, everybody goes back to, well, you know, by 2000, we were supposed to have flying cars. Okay, we don't have flying cars, uh, but there's certainly been a, a tremendous amount of change. Yeah, and and that 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 really two things there that brings to mind that old, that notion of like um, 
you know, it's a, to get a little philosophical here, like the Taoist approach to life is to, is to go with the flow, right? You know, you, 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 listening to you descri- describe the impact that let's call most HR people feel when somebody puts technology in front of them. They feel like a wave, like a river is like crashing down on them and they're, and they're resisting it and they're fighting it. And in that philosophical approach, you just turn around and go with the flow. Like you have to learn. And this is a habit thing. You, you really need to learn how to manage change. And to manage change means to manage stress. And when you do that, you put yourself in a very, in a holistic condition that allows you to go with the flow and, and accept that change is going to be challenging. And you, you, when you do that, you seek ways to make change easier and making change easier brings us right back to having that collaboration, that empathy, that creativity environment so that when the trouble thing happens or when somebody misses a deadline, you're able to manage it as a group and it's way more effective. It's way more fun. And, you know, you look at HR. One of the things that I kind of I, I you and I have talked about this after some of the presentations you've had. You wonder what it takes for people in the room, the HR professionals that are spending their time away from their busy work to listen to guest speakers and motivational speakers. And then you wonder how, why so few of them don't act upon what needs to be done. You know, the, I go into presentations. I don't look to sell anyone. What I do look to do is motivate people to take that first step. And I always walk in thinking no more than 5% of the group is going to take that first step. And maybe I need to get into different rooms, but I'm and I'm working on that. But it seems like HR really needs to take inertia into consideration and start doing a little bit at a time. And I think they'll find themselves moving per- faster than they thought they could. Well, I, I don't know if I will have time when we come back from the break, uh, but we can talk a little bit about that. You know, I, I sort of got my start uh, or I carved out my niche. I can't I say I got my start, but because I've always used assessments in my business. But um, in 1996, I was introduced to a um, somebody came up from, in, from the audience that I was speaking and introduced himself. Uh, Chuck Coker is his name. And he introduced me to a concept called the quality of motivation. And it really differentiate it, it helped me a great deal um but what they did some studies and i won't give the name of of the speaker he but he is one of the most famous motivational speakers in the world um and you know basically they started to look at how many people were actually impacted positively after those sessions and it was really minimal um you know so you can always say if 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 there's 100 people in the room and you can help one that's a success story but right. when you also recognize that there's 99% of the people who some of them just are status quo, but some of them got worse because if they hear what needs to be done, but they don't have the confidence to do it or um, they become less motivated after because they feel, feel they're far, uh, falling further behind or they don't understand what you said, they're actually worse off after a motivational presentation because now they feel like failures or or bigger failures than they were before. So it was really interesting that when they when they started to study the people that w- would come to these conferences and sessions, 
five minutes after the session, everybody was inspired and motivated and energized and positive and and ready to go to it. And then they go home and they look in the mirror and they wake up or they go back to work and it goes, you know, gosh, I mean, I'm just not like those other people. I just have a crappier life than they do. They do. And they sort of get sucked back down into it. And that's sort of what we're struggling. And I'm not I'm not you know, targeting HR by any means. I mean, this is universal. Um, but you're right. I mean, we, we go out and we, and people say, oh, it's a great idea. I want to implement that. And then they sort of, everybody goes back to their daily way of life and go, well, you know, when I have time or more money, I'll, you know, I, I definitely want to do it. It's a good idea, but we'll do it next year. Um, some of these things are, should have been done three years ago, five years ago. It's a challenge. Hey, we are up against our break here. So we want to uh, make sure that we can introduce our new uh, sponsor, who you'll be hearing from in just a second. Um, But we do want to thank Zora for joining the uh, Geek Skeezers Googleization family here, our our Googleization nation. Um, They are one of the global leaders in HR and talent acquisition workflow automation. They have a, a uh, a, a very attractive chatbot. I know that's scary to a lot of people, but uh, that's, as again, I was reading something else this morning by one of our former guests, Frank Diana, uh, former guest, but, you know, past guest, uh, Frank Diana, and he was talking about uh, 200,000 uh, bankers are going to be out of a job within the next few years because of chatbots and because people, sure. chatbots have gotten so good. Um, people enjoy talking with the chatbot more. So that's a lot about what Zor does. And uh, over the next uh, year, you're going to be hearing a lot more about them. Hopefully, we'll hear from somebody in the company. Uh, but right now, we are headed out to a break. Uh, you've been listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. Uh, I'm Ira Wolf. Um, we got uh, Keith Compagna, my co-host, on the phone live from HR Technology Conference in Las Vegas. We're getting an update. We're doing a review of our past year. Hopefully, we will have um, our guests uh, be available for the second half. And we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in two minutes. Behind everything you're searching for is something you're actually looking for. When you search with the real yellow pages, you get more than a contractor. You get a whole new curb appeal. It's not just getting directions to a dry cleaner with YP.com. It's rescuing an old favorite from the back of the closet. And it's more than finding a locksmith with YP.com on your mobile. It's getting to sleep in your own bed. Whatever it might be, there are more ways to search and more ways to find exactly what you're looking for with the real yellow pages, YP.com, and YP.com on your mobile, only from AT&T. Imagine how your company would grow if your candidate experience earned a 99% approval rating. Well, to get to 99%, you need the three best letters in recruitment technology, XOR. Zor's text bots, chat bots, and audio bots increased IKEA's candidate conversion rate 455%. Zor decreases candidate drop-off rates, improves your candidate experience, and collects analytics for future strategies. To learn more, check out Zor.ai. That's XOR.ai. Hi everyone, this is Ira Wolf, author of Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. I'm excited to announce that my online course, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter, is open for business. This course is the culmination of a two-year-long project and releases recruiting tips I've learned after hundreds of hours of research, speaking with thousands of conference attendees, and interviews with dozens of experts. It's all available to you in Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. To receive more information or get started, visit our website at www.successperformancesolutions.com and click on the tab, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. 
Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization show. Uh, we're here with my co-host, as always, uh, Keith Compagna, who's live in Las Vegas, the city that never sleeps, uh, at yeah. the HR Technology Conference. Um, we're, it's also a special day for us. It's uh, one year. Uh, this is our, I, I, it's our first anniversary. So it's the, the first day, first episode of our second season as well. And I uh, really appreciate everybody who has been a part of this. We got a growing community and uh, we've also launched Googleization Nation. Uh, so you can go up to uh, successperformancesolutions.com or geekskeezersgoogleization.com uh, and click on the link right at the top of the page. And uh, all we need is an email or phone and or an email, not a phone, email and a, and a first name. And uh, we'll uh, start sending you alerts, uh, some discounts about the, the new course, um, some exclusive interviews that we got coming up, um, special events. And uh, we're going to have a, a subscriber own uh, only um, membership group. Um, and um, so we'll, we'll be uh, you're learning a little bit more about that. But so exciting times. Um, so Keith, kind of when we left off, um, you know, we're, we're talked about the the pat. We were talking a lot about the past year, where things are going, what's going on at HR Tech. Want to hear a little bit about what's going on with some of the the vendors or some of the people that you talked to already? But I, I do want to give uh, kind of a shout out to a lot of the people that we've had over the the last year, and and we can't go through all. I think we had forty eight speakers, uh, forty eight guests. So it's kind of an amazing group. Uh, but one of the top, I mean, we started out last year. I mean, our first show was sort of what we're doing today, kind of a recap and introduction. But we we started out with a bang. I mean, last year, our second show was with Jason Pfeiffer from Entrepreneur Magazine. We're talking about millennial bashing. Um, you know, what, you know, great guest. I mean, we just kicked the year off in, in full speed. Um, you know, we talked with Robbie Goury. Uh, you know, uh, about AI and engagement, um, you know, recruit, you know, how it's going to affect things. Um, we talked with, and, and hopefully I'm going to meet him next week for breakfast, but uh, uh, Dr. Rich Pimentel, I think is, is yep. the way, or Pimentel, uh, I think it's yep. Pimentel, you know, talking about what a fantastic story, uh, you know, he and he, he, he has, but talking about, uh, you know, disabled workers and veterans and jobs and work. Um, you know, and then just last week we talked with Josh Levine um, about um, you know culture, company culture. Great. How how do you how can you make every day be a great Monday? Um, you know, and in some companies the only great day is Friday because it's the end of the week. Um, you know, so but you know Ben Eubanks a couple weeks ago, uh, Danielle Weinblatt. We were talking about the you know. Uh, the uh, well, actually, what was it? Three days after her company was sold. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe even the day before. The day before yeah. uh, she was on the show, and I, I'm actually yeah, it was, it was right after she's... that. It was actually Friday. Yeah, yeah. We, we interviewed her Wednesday, and I think it was the following Monday or something that, that tomorrow. That um, tomorrow afternoon, she's interviewing me on a podcast. Oh, How cool! Is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, yeah, we and then uh, you know we had Daniel Levine. Um, yeah. You know, talked about the future. We had Frank Diana. Um, we had uh, Alan, Alan. Ballou, Dr. Alan Ballou, uh talking about business trends. That was just in the last three, four months. Amazing. So uh, crazy. Yeah, and uh, up and coming is next week. We got Rhonda uh, Lehman. Uh, she's going to be talking a lot about gender discrimination, business, sports, women. Um, you yeah. know how all that plays into that. Uh, we got Jason Aver. 
book in a few weeks. So uh, that'll be exciting talking about. You know, the- I saw him. I saw him like my eyes found his uh, name tag and he was going in the opposite direction. Um, I was scrambling this morning trying to figure out how to get a place for the podcast, but I didn't have time. But I know that he's here. I'm going to be tracking some people down. And I've been recently connected to a bunch of other people just because I know we're booked, I think, till maybe late January, early February. Uh, and the list just keeps getting, uh, you know, longer and longer with cooler and cooler topics. Yeah, we got, uh, I really uh, yeah. just see a phenomenal trend here. Yeah, a couple of weeks. We, I'm really excited about this. We've got uh, because it's a, it's a new uh, profile that we're introducing into our portfolio as well uh, with Dr. Diane Hamilton with the Curiosity Code Index. Uh, yep. She's she's done a tremendous amount of research. She was uh, she taught at the Forbes School of Business, uh, yep. and you know her passion is curiosity, which is again you know one of those skills. You know you you mentioned cre- creativity before, and everybody talks about creativity, innovation. Um, you know being uh, something that uniquely human and but it's driven by curiosity if you don't have curiosity you're not going to do either of that we got sherry elliott elliott yuri um you know one of the experts on generations coming up we got chris dunn craig fisher um i mean we just next couple of weeks is just going to be huge but we've had so many guests uh that you know we haven't been able to get everybody on uh quick enough as far as i'm concerned we're probably gonna do a daily show i guess we'll have to start <laughs> that out soon um you know we'll have to figure out how to to get another job or squeeze in 48 hours every day um but um i started to do my linkedin live you were you were my first guest a couple weeks ago uh yep. and then uh, we had ben eubanks um right before our show we did a we did another one but i've i've actually decided i'm going to have a weekly calendar uh, the times will fluctuate a little bit depending on uh, the time to get people on. We actually just I just booked somebody from Australia. That was an interesting booking. Uh, so we're, we're talking to him, I think, at the end of the month. Uh, but tomorrow I've got Debbie Levitt. Um, she she has not been on the show, but she's a good been a good friend. I was interviewed for her book that just came out, uh, Delta CX, which is Delta Customer Experience. Um, she's been around for years. She she worked for Macy's, Disney really understands the the customer experience the user experience um you know kind of introducing some new terms so we're i'm going to be live with debbie um talking about her new book delta cx tomorrow at uh, uh what's the date 10 third uh, the third october 3rd 3 p.m uh if you're connected with me on linkedin uh you'll get a notice as soon as we go live uh, if not just go you can go to my feed after that and then you know i'll have the link and we'll publicize that and then next Tuesday, uh, the 10th, um, I'm with Jonathan uh, Duarte, uh, 11.30. And he connected with me about the evolution of the job application. And again, he he's, uh, actually is with Go Hire now, and he, he's done a ton of work with chatbots. So we're going to be talking about that. And then the following week um, is going to be with Chris Denny. And I just got his book yesterday. It's called Improve Attention to Detail. You know, everybody talks about being more attentive to detail uh, and, and being easily distracted in, in the world we live in. That's, that's, you know, that's probably the number one trait that everybody says, can you test for attention to detail? Well, he's got an interesting perspective. So uh, on October 15th at noon, and all these will be up on our on the website and right. on uh, LinkedIn, uh, October 15th at noon, um, he will be my guest on LinkedIn. And again, those are a little shorter, about 20 to 30 minute interviews live. Uh, there'll be some video. But uh, nice. so we got Debbie tomorrow. Yeah, at, uh, 
Nice. Tune in uh, October third. I know you'll either be, you'll 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 still be on the ground out there. That'll be noon yeah. for you. But uh, but you know, spread the word a little bit. And uh, three p.m. We'll be talking about uh, her take on UX and customer experience. So, but you're on the ground in uh, in yeah. Vegas uh, at this conference, ten thousand people. What who who have you seen? What have you talked to? What's what's sort of the unexpected surprises you've you've right. missed, you know well, you, you've so- caught. I got to tell you, I had a funny little aha moment yesterday evening. So what really kicked off for me this year, because I'm in startup mode, I'm actually out here uh, promoting and looking to do business with regards to HROI. And uh, it's hilarious, Ira, because for the first time ever, I'm not a vendor. Which yeah, that's right. Yeah, you've always my been experience on the other side. being a vendor, you got to earn a conversation with people, and sometimes people don't want to talk. Like you get that like feeling that not everybody wants to talk to another vendor, uh, but now everybody wants to talk to me because I'm coming up to them, and you know they they ask me what I do, and then I simply ask them to tell me more <laughs> what they do, and then at the end of it, I we basically get to the point. I'm out here with Mike Farber, the CEO of the ROI shop, and we get to the point with all of these vendors and we we basically present to them the idea of like so are you having a good time selling business fast or is that harder than you thought and ira uh you know we've got all all of the vendors we talked to yesterday for two hours are now interested in buying the roi tool like everybody sees it as a phenomenal idea and it was such a crazy crazy cool experience to see people that I used to work with that are now running sales teams for large organizations, like really large organizations. And they were always a fan of what the way I worked for them and, and, and the creativity that I brought to the equation. And so people are enthusiastically uh, giving me the dirt, letting me know what their business challenges are. And what, so for me personally, it's been a phenomenal experience because everybody is here and everybody's uh, engaged and, and happy to see me for the most part, right? What's interesting in terms of being like just a, a walking around part of this, a non-booth having person, is how much change is happening inside all of these software companies. You know, uh, Oracle is doing a huge announcement with regards to their HCM approach, and I don't really know much about it. I kind of chuckled at the idea that Oracle was doing something with HR, but I guess sooner or later somebody's got to keep up. Um, and, and, you know, there are software companies that I have met two years ago while representing Jobvite that are now rebranding, that are now acquiring or being acquired and uh, the change has always been there but it's pretty wild to see right in front of my eyes just how people are growing and starting to integrate and certain companies are partnering with other companies you know paradox ai this is a company that uh i've been watching for uh, about 18 months now and they just signed an agreement with mcdonald's to do, yeah. you know, we talk about bankers being uh, uh, laid off. Like McDonald's is essentially chatbotting and AIing their entire front end process in a massive scale, and 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 it's just wild to see certain technologies are getting those advancements, leaving room for new people, and then you see some companies that aren't here anymore. 
And maybe I missed the connection or maybe Paradox is working with another initiative from McDonald's. But just the other day, um, if you saw it, and again, it certainly caught my attention because I talk about revamping the, you know, the, the whole application process uh, and, and the application format, the, the way we hired people and the questions that we asked. And, uh, but McDonald's launched their first uh, voice activated application. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I, I, I was re I, I don't I don't even know if I mentioned this to you or, or on the air or to anybody, a few people I might have. But uh, I actually just submitted my uh, additions um, or I want it's additional chapters and and a little bit of a rewrite for the second edition of recruiting in the age of Googleization. So nice. Yeah. So by December, hopefully it will be out and we'll be in the second edition. Uh, and with that. Uh, I, I went back and I was like, you know, there was a couple things I just, you know, I started to read. I was just checking. Did I write about this before? And and it's like I must have been having a, a really a couple of good days. Um, because, I mean, it, it was kind of a, a work, you know, it was like a two year work in progress to get the book done. Uh, and especially the last six months because I wrote it and then I rewrote it and then I rewrote it again because there were so many things that were changing. But when I went back to it, I I talked about the. And, and you know, you've heard me say this in in my presentations, that by 2020, um, you know, that voice search would be 30 to 50 percent of all search. You know, that's how it's going to be activated. You're going to talk into Alexa or Katana or Siri or whatever device, and and that's how the search would begin. But we also inferred that that was how app, I, I wrote a little blip at some point. Uh, and I forgot that I actually included it in my book. I thought it was some new idea I had, and I actually had it, you know, two years ago when I was <laughs> two and a half years ago when I actually wrote about it and just sort of got buried down there. It was about calling Siri. It's like, or I can't remember if I said Siri or Alexa or whoever it was. It's like, hey, Siri, I'm looking for a new job. Um, can you, um, you know, who's who's hiring locally at uh, 20, you know, at, at at $20 an hour or $100,000 a year, whatever, in, in a certain right. industry. And right. and it would then, you know, tell you who it was and then say, so can I have your name? Uh, how can we get in touch with you? How many years of experience do you have? And it would actually take the application right then. Uh, yep. So, you know, I've been talking about it coming. Well, last week, huge announcement by McDonald's that yep. – they now will have voice activated applications. So I don't know if that's Paradox or someone else, but they're part uh, of it. They're yeah, part of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge, I'm sure it's a huge initiative and it's not then, but then it's okay. How do we get that information from, um, you know, Alexa and Google home? How do we get that information digitized, you know, into our uh, CRM or, or HCM uh, or ATS, whatever it might be. It's not a separate system, but it's how do we get the flow there? Uh, which right. is which all of this is just so foreign because no one is going to is no one's going to answer 55 questions on on a on a home device for you to get them to apply right right you know which goes back full circle of what we talk about all the time yeah so, and so. you know it's funny that's the stuff um that i talked about that i i put a comment out there for chip cutter wall street journal uh writer on linkedin posted about automated interviews by way of phone. And I put a comment out there that wound up getting quoted in the Wall Street Journal exactly about that disengagement. Um, yeah. But here we are, buddy. The, the end of the first uh, first episode, first, first second. 
first episode, first second episode. year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we, missed Matt, yeah. we missed Matt Charney. We didn't need him. He's snarky. He'll uh, <laughs> he'll figure out a way to get back on our yeah. show. But, uh, no, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed. I mean, Matt uh, Matt really is one of the. Uh, HR leaders, kind of on online leaders, you know, for sure. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting getting his take, especially from out there. So disappointed, yeah. but we're, we're absolutely going to get back. And may, maybe we uh, just get him lined up for a LinkedIn Live uh, in the interim. Because while well, this is all fresh and hot, I'd love to hear what yeah. he has to say. So uh, maybe you can corral him and uh, I'll send you the link and, uh, you know, for the dates that are open for okay. October and November yeah, yeah. And, and we'll go there. Um, but, um, you know, gosh, I mean, again, I'm jealous that you're out there, Keith. Uh, wish I could be there next week. Uh, I'm going to I already kind of put it on the calendar as a tickler not to schedule anything, you know, else. And uh, hopefully next year uh, we both yeah. can be out at the HR Technology Conference in Las Vegas. A lot of good stuff going on. Um, before we wrap up, any closing remarks? Uh, just to thank you. Thank you to you. Thank you for the listening audience. Uh, we're now we're having a great time with the statistics that we're getting from the from the sources in terms of iHeartRadio and iTunes. There's a lot more people than I thought we were going to have. Uh, I know you feel the same way. So thanks for listening. Tell your friends. There's a lot of good stuff that we talked about that's online and uh, and, and so much more to come. And it's all about the future work here. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned about uh, putting the shoe on the other foot, um, you know, being out there at the HR tech conference and, and for the first time ever, you're not a vendor, you know, you're walking around. So everybody wants to talk to you. And that's that's really been our experience with Geek Skeezers and Googleization. You know, it's like, how did I get on that podcast? Let me reach out. And and uh, now we've got, uh, you know, again, we, we just got a growing list and, and better. I can't say better and better people. Right, the people right. that we started out with were great. <laughs> great people they really are i'm not just not being you know uh flattery will get me everywhere but uh they, they really were i mean we started yeah. off with some top-notch people and it just hasn't uh, um given up haven't relented so again you've been listening to the geek skeezers and googleization show thanks everyone for helping us have a very 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 successful first year um appreciate everybody joining in for the the launch of our second year and celebrating our our first anniversary uh, if you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor, just sharing a few thoughts, call us, connect with us through our website, geekskeezersandgoogleization.com. Uh, don't forget to join Googleization Nation. Uh, you can do that on the website, geekskeezersgoogleization.com. Uh, you can also connect with Keith or me on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thanks again to Zor.ai for being our new sponsor, one of our new sponsors, and of course, Success for Performance Solutions for a renewal. Uh, don't forget to join us next week. Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, W4CY.com, or listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeart, uh, and a host of other ones. Until the next episode of Geek Skeezers and Googleization, this is Ira Wolf and Keith Compagna. Don't let the shift hit your plans. <laughs>